Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Coach Podcast. I am excited for this episode. I'm calling it my daily and weekly protocols because in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what I do on a weekly and daily basis, um, like behind the scenes in my personal life as an entrepreneur, as a coach, because I get a lot of questions about how I make it all work. (laughs) And I don't definitely don't do it perfectly, but this is what works for me. This is how I get stuff done, how I grow my business, how I take care of my clients and my kids and have a life um, behind the scenes. And so hopefully this is helpful for you. I want to first front load you with this idea that I don't know what's best for you. So don't change your whole routine based on what I share here. I'm sharing in the hope to maybe inspire you, to let you know things that work for me. But as always, take what I say with a grain of salt because I don't know what's best for you. I made that mistake and I'm actually going to talk about one of the things that I did wrong for a while. And by wrong, I just mean I didn't think through it the way I, I would now. I just kind of thought I should be doing something and specifically waking up early. And so I don't want this to be one of those things that you beat yourself up about like, Oh, Amber does this. I should do this. Like, that's not my intention. My intention really is to hopefully inspire you to share what works. I think for me, I find it interesting what people do during the day and during their week. Um, especially if they're, you know, someone I want to emulate. And so my, like I said, my hope for this podcast is I just share my life in a way that maybe makes you think differently, or you can take something away that will help you in your life to get more done, be more productive, create better results, but also like thrive because I almost called this podcast win in business, thrive in your life. In fact, I changed my bio and my Instagram to that because I, I feel like that's just what I do. I help people win in their business and thrive in their life. And so I almost named this podcast episode that, but I realized it might not speak to what I'm actually going to be talking about in this episode. So I'm going to start with my daily stuff. Um, things that I do every single day. Um, one of the things I, I've adopted is I wake up around 5 a.m. And I want to caveat that with, I don't wake up at 5 a.m. every single day, but I do wake up at 5 a.m. almost every day, sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little later. Um, on days when, you know, because I am a mom, <laughs> sometimes, you know, just recently, my my little 18-month-old, Lainey, I love her so much. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, and like the other day, she woke up so early and was up all night because she was teething and then she was cold and you know I was just up multiple times in the night and so I opted to sleep in so that I could get at least an extra hour of sleep before my other girls woke up and it was just one of those days right like those days happen and so when I say I wake up around five every day that doesn't mean like I'm perfect at it 100% it means most days I'd say five to six days of the week I'm up at five and I immediately go downstairs and I work out And I either ride my Peloton or I, you know, do weights just in my basement. Um, I do miss the gym, to be really honest. But for me, this has been what has worked because I don't want to spend more time away from my kids because I work at home and I spend, and we'll get to this later, but I work especially um, with my, I have a nanny that comes two days a week and that's when I take all my calls. Um, I already feel like I'm away from my kids enough for my personal standards and my personal preferences that I don't want to also leave for the gym. And so I just work out in the basement, which works because I can be consistent. 
I can get all the things that I want to get done done and I feel like I get a good workout in. Um, I work out for about 20 to 30 minutes in the morning and then I immediately will come upstairs and in the morning I have the most energy and so I will drink my green juice that I love <laughs> um, and eat a little protein bar and then I actually come in into my office and I get work done. I It's before I shower, oftentimes this is when I either write emails or I brainstorm ideas, I write a post or if I'm feeling interested in learning, this is also when I, you know, maybe I read a book or I journal some ideas that I have or something like that. But I do have a lot of like entrepreneur energy in the morning. And so after I work out, I will come to my office before my girls are up. And for me, this is one of those things that I, I made the mistake of getting the guru influenced, right? Everyone said, wake up early. And I thought I should, and that there's a difference here. And I want to kind of deconstruct this because this is important. If you're considering a morning routine, I tried waking up early a few years ago because you know, that's what everyone said to do <laughs> or whatever. And it didn't work for me. I felt pressured, especially like that rigidity. I really resisted it. And it's because I had the wrong way of thinking about it. I didn't internalize what they were saying and make a powerful decision for myself. I looked at them with like kind of like that pedestal mentality where I was like, oh, they know better than me. If I want to, if I want to create success like them, I need a morning routine. And that was the wrong way of thinking about this whole thing. And so a few, actually, man, when did I read this book? A few, maybe a year ago, I read a book called The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Highly recommend the book, not just for the sake of like becoming an early riser, but he, I mean, the book is just an incredible about living an exceptional life and breaking out of the, the average, the force of average, or one of my, the people I follow on social media, he says the, the cult of average, right? It's so easy, you know, to kind of just lull ourselves into mediocrity and there's nothing wrong with that except if you want something exceptional you have to be really honest about what you're willing or not willing to do to create something exceptional and for me that has been my heart's desire for a long time is to create something in my life that is unique and exceptional not because there's anything wrong with average results i i want to be really clear about that i don't judge people who are who get average results or want a, a simple average life. I think there's a lot of beauty and sufficiency. I think that's a different skill set. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast, like the difference between success and fulfillment, the difference between achievement and peace, like personal peace. I think those are two different topics, two different outcomes. And so what I'm talking about is like the achievement part, like a huge part of who I want to become is someone who achieves success financially, influence, builds a business, all those things like is something I genuinely want. And some, you know, I went through a period in my business and in my life where that felt like a, a struggle. Like I was in resistance to myself and my ambitions and desires to grow something. And I realized it came from the other part of me that also wants sufficiency and peace and joy and simplicity. And what I've come to terms with is that I can have both. I can create and desire both. And it might look different, you know, during different seasons of my life. Like right now, I actually don't work as much as I think I will work in the future. And I'm okay with that because I'm actively and consciously choosing that choice um, to be with my kids, to slow down, to have days where I don't do anything with clients and I'm not creating content. I'm just, you know, wiping bums and <laughs> making food and emptying the dishwasher, sweeping the kitchen, <laughs> right? Going on walks, something really simple. And I'm good with that. But I, I think it would be dishonoring to myself to also suppress this ambition. 
And so this 5 a.m. club book will really speak to that, that ambitious side of you. If you're interested in that book, it changed my perspective. Um, it really made me see, I do want an exceptional life. I want to create something that most people in their life won't create, not because they can't, but because the work, the effort, the, you know, intention, the focus, the, the sheer amount of time it takes to build something, um, most people will give up before they get there. And I recognize that. And I also just think I am willing to do, do the work and not the hustle work, the, just the hard work, um, the inner work, the patient's work to do it. And so for me, that, that morning routine, I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but hopefully I'm tying it back together. Like that morning is where I create Um, I take care of myself mentally. I take care of myself spiritually. I take care of myself physically. And so I don't have like a set routine except for the working out. I do, do have a workout even on days, you know, on my rest days, I do stretch and I do put my workout clothes on. Actually, that's a important little thing that I want to talk about. Something that has helped me create the habit of working out every day is just putting my clothes on. I got this idea actually when I had my third baby, um, because I was, before I had Lainey, I was in a really good groove working out. I was working out really, really diligently every day. And I remember having her and I would just put my workout clothes on. (laughs) Like before I was cleared to work out, before I even had the desire to lift weights or, you know, move my body when I was postpartum, I would just put my workout clothes on to keep the habit of putting my workout clothes on. And so then when my body was ready to work out, I was already in the habit of putting my workout clothes on. And so it was an amazing little micro habit. And I recommend that if you are struggling to get a workout in, or even like you can apply this to any habit, like really think through what is like the most basic form of this habit. For me, I wanted to have the habit of working out. And so the most basic form of the habit was just putting my workout clothes on every day, even if I didn't work out. And so I'm pretty habitual. So as my husband, we both work out almost every day um, because we've just made the habit of doing so. And so that has really helped me because in that morning time, now I'm really awake because I've had a workout, the blood's flowing. I'm like here, I'm really present in my life. And I, and my kids aren't up. I have this sacred time to really think about what I want to create, who I want to be, my big goals, my little goals, the things that I'm working on actively, the, you know, the problems I want to solve in my business. And it's a beautiful sacred time. In fact, when my girls wake up, too early. You know, sometimes they wake up earlier than their typical, they usually wake up between six and six 30. Um, and so if they wake up at like five 30, it's kind of, I feel like I missed out, you know, it's like, Hey, that was my time, but I do like creating my day instead of reacting. And so I want to speak about why I even do this. This started because there was a time in my life where I was get letting the girls wake me up. I have an almost six year old and an almost four year old and now an almost two year old. And they would wake up and come, you know, shake me in my bed. And I would, you know, like, (laughs) I just feel like I was behind. And it's because someone else was starting my day for me, my sweet little girls. And I wasn't like mad at them, but it started the day off in a way that made me feel like I was reacting. And I didn't like it, especially as entrepreneurs, we create. And so that felt out of integrity for me. And I'm not saying that's bad if you let your kids wake you up. I hope I, I hope I made that clear in the beginning of this episode. I have no judgment for however you do your life. I'm just speaking to what works for me. Um, but for me, that reaction in the morning just slowed me down. I felt like I was behind. I felt like I was out of control. And so this little shift, just waking up an hour or a little bit more before my girls get up, gives me the time to get things done and to also like center 
Um, there's things that I do. It, like It's not something that I set do, but sometimes I will meditate. Sometimes I will pray. Sometimes I will read. Sometimes I will journal. But one of those things happens after my workout. I might get work done and then I do one of those things to really feel grounded before my girls wake up. And I can't even tell you the amount of energy that I have, the amount of clarity I have that's different than when I start my day in a reactive manner. And so for me, that has been huge. I have way more peace. Um, I have way more like what in psychology they call it an internal locus of control. I feel like I get to decide my day. I get to decide who I want to be before my girls are even up. So that's like my morning and that's a huge part of my day. I actually really look forward to waking up because I value that time so much. And so then my girls wake up and every morning, you know, we do breakfast and we sing songs and I get them ready for school. That happens every single day. Um, on days that I work, my nanny will come after I take my kindergarten girl, Deegan, my sweet five-year-old, almost six-year-old to school. I like being there for the transition times. That's really important to me as a mom. So I'll take her to school. I drive the girls back. My nanny will come. Um, oftentimes that's when I'll go shower and I will like listen to a podcast or listen to a course I have while I'm getting ready. And then she takes the younger girls and they play. Um, my nanny does not come on the days that my daughter, my middle daughter goes to preschool. So they just, you know, they're playing or reading or coloring or whatever. And I get ready for my day. And then I trans, if it's a work day, like I said, I only work two days a week in with a nanny. So the nanny comes so that I can take client calls. That's also when I do my diamond member call. Um, when I have the nanny here so that I can obviously work undistracted in my office, which I'm so grateful for. I started my business without an office. In fact, I, that's one of the things I think about a lot is I'm so grateful that I have a house that I've built my business in a way that I have this because I started my business with like a little table in the corner of our guest room and I would take calls at night. I would go to Starbucks to meet my clients. I would take calls on Saturdays and I would just squeeze it in. And I, I longed for the day when I could really have my own space and create enough, you know, cash flow in my business that I could pay a nanny and I'm so grateful to be in this spot, but I also know what it takes if you're not in that spot. And so I just want to encourage you wherever you're at, like do what it takes until you can get to where you want to be. Like I, I did work really hard and I made it work, um, in a way that I knew wasn't sustainable, but for that season, it was enough taking calls at night, like the things that I just mentioned. And so on the days that I work, I take client calls. Um, like I said, two days a week and I work with, one-on-one clients. And then I have the diamond membership where I do a live coaching call every week. And so those are my live calls. The other thing that I do on a daily basis is my private clients have Voxer access and some of them use Voxer a lot. Some of them use Voxer very little, but either way I'm in Voxer throughout the day. Um, not all day, but you know, maybe my kids are playing outside and I'll check Voxer and answer if I have any Voxers for my clients. But it's one of those things that some of my clients really feel like they do life with me, which is cool. Um, you know, they can have a question and then get some support or we can work through something before a call. I can, you know, give them feedback on their Instagram or whatever, you know, whatever really comes up for them, life or business, they have access to me during Voxer. So that's another thing that I do in a work sense um, on a daily basis, since we're talking about things I do daily. On the days that I don't have client calls... I do work. I still like will post on social media. I feel like that's like probably the main thing that you might notice that I do is I do post daily. One of the things that I've recently done um, is 
batch reels, which has been helpful. So I create reels on the days that I have a nanny so I can be un uninterrupted. Um, and then I get to post them throughout the week. And so it's not like I'm creating a reel when my kids are around. I'm just, you know, posting it. It's already ready to roll. And that has really helped clear up my mental space. I also really like creating content that way because I, for the first time in my business, feel like I'm ready to actually grow my following and grow my audience, which is kind of fun. If you're, if you've been in the pro coach program, or if you've been following me, you'd know with one-on-one -on -one clients, it doesn't really matter how big of an audience you have. If you're, if you, especially if you're working with high level, high ticket clients, it doesn't really matter how many clients or how many audience people you have. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. You need like five to 10 people, right? For one-on-one. -on -one. And so my focus has never really been growing my influence or growing my following because I've just tried to serve people in a really deep way and work with them one-on-one. -on -one. But now with the coaching matrix, I really see and feel the desire to grow the numbers in a really healthy way. I'm not obsessed with growing my following. I don't think I'm unworthy because I have a small following, but it is on my mind. So you've probably noticed my content has changed a little bit recently and that's really intentional. Um, and so I've been, you know, posting reels. So that's one of the things that I do, um, on the days that I don't necessarily have a nanny and I'm not taking clients, but I am quote working by publishing content. The other thing that I do on my work days when I have a nanny is record podcasts, like the one I'm recording right now. And I love podcasts. Um, and that includes the podcast I have for the private podcast in the coaching matrix, this podcast. And then the other things that I do when I, my nanny is here is, you know, I will try to write sales copy. I'll create sales pages or write the copy for the upcoming, you know, like the UFO that just launched. I wrote copy for that. And yeah, it's been, it's been an adjustment. Um, I used to have a four day work week with a shorter, so like I used to have a nanny come four days a week for like a few hours a day. And now I have her two full days and I've noticed that I actually get a lot more done because I can stay in that flow state. And so that's really helpful. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the work stuff. And I mentioned the kid stuff. I like to be there when my girls go to school, come home from school. I, I pick up my preschooler from preschool because our preschool is just around the corner. So I get to walk her there, which is awesome. And that's the stuff I do on a daily basis. The other thing that I wanted to mention on a daily, on the daily is that I learn every single day. It's almost like an obsession, but I read a lot of books. And one of the questions that I get a lot is like, how do you read so many books? Because you're a mom um, and I speed read. So I will read in the morning. I will read when my baby takes a nap and my girls are at school. So I have cracks in my day where I can read, but because I speed read, like I can finish a quarter of a book in an hour <laughs> or more, you know? And so that has been a skill set that has been a really beneficial thing for me because I read so many books, I start to get the main ideas, especially business and entrepreneurship. Um, but also just self-help books or spirituality books. Like I get the gist of, of the main things that are the principles of truth. That's what I really like to teach my clients is like, what's a true principle that's always true. And so reading a lot of books has really helped me see that, which is cool. It's also helped me kind of curate my own messaging so that I bring my ideas from what I've learned from my mentors and teachers and authors, but I present it to you in the way that I've internalized. And so reading a lot of books has been a huge one joy of my life. I love it. I love reading. I love learning, but also it gives me a lot of different distinctions that I can share with my clients, which is powerful as well. 
So, and that's like an everyday thing. Like I don't feel like I have to learn. I want to, I crave it. And so that's something that happens every single day. Um, sometimes I listen to podcasts while I, you know, I, uh, while I do dishes or while I drive or if I go on a walk, but for sure, reading, podcasting, taking courses, I'm learning something every single day. That's like a non-negotiable one, because I love it Two, because I see like the direct benefit from it. Like I remember I read the book, the prosperous coach, and then I had a $14,000 month and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like reading works. Right. And so if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend you do. But even if you don't read that book, like books in general will make you a wealthy person, both in the way you can experience your life and the way you can grow your business. I think those two things are really powerful. Like I said, win in business, thrive in life. Like that's like my motto. Um, and so books have helped me. Podcasts have helped me. That's why I wanted to have a podcast is because I've been so blessed to learn from people for free that I wanted to give that back. So thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for being here. Um, the next part of this podcast, I'm going to talk about what I do on a weekly basis. Um, because, and we, we already talked about some of the things I just wanted to like kind of talk about in a different way, I guess. And I'll, I'll let you know what I mean by that. So some of my private clients work with me every week. Some of them work with me twice a week and some of them work with me once a month. And so my, my actual schedule varies from week to week. Um, but I do always have some client calls and I always have the diamond membership call on Mondays. And so those are two of the, you know, recurring things that happen. Like I mentioned, the other thing that I do is I batch content. I either record podcasts, but I always, um, you know, create content that I know I can post, whether that's, you know, a picture or, you know, the text post recently I create on a daily basis. It's whatever I'm thinking about in the morning, but you'll notice that the reels are something that I've created a week or two ago and I batch those so that I don't have to um, make them when my kids are around because <laughs> that would be a nightmare. I'd be interrupted. There'd be kids all over me. You know, if you're, if you're a mom, you get it. Um, but I do post content daily. And then the other thing that I do weekly that is new in the, in the last few months, that I think you might be interested in if you're a visionary entrepreneur like me, where you have a lot of ideas, but need help executing. The thing that I did was I hired what I call what, well, I don't call it <laughs> what I learned to call it is an integrator. And I read the book rocket fuel, which I highly recommend if you are a visionary entrepreneur and you have a, a lot of ideas, but struggle either being organized or bringing them to life or doing like the day to day stuff. I highly, highly recommend you read Rocket Fuel, see which one you are, whether you're a visionary or an integrator, and hire whichever one you are not. So I am a visionary. I have a lot of ideas. I, have a, I love big picture thinking. I struggle with the day-to-day, -day, and so I hired an integrator, which I love to talk about this because right now, I don't know if this, this person will be an integrator for the rest of my business, but for this season of my business, it's a beautiful partnership. It's my mom. And so I hired my mom to be my integrator, and so we have a weekly meeting where we talk about the big goals. So she breaks up the goals into, you know, 90 day goals, 60 day goals, 30 day goals. We have a 10 year plan. I mean, we just, and she does all the Asana stuff. So Asana is a software that we use, um, to run my business and everything is scheduled. Everything is broken down into steps. And I will say I've been way more productive since I hired her. And I, I think it's super cool that I get to work with my mom who has a different skill set than me. And it's a good fit for her because she really only works a few hours a week for me right now because I don't need her for a ton of things. I mostly coach. I mostly do the content. Like I, I'm still very involved in my business, but as I start to scale, 
I know I want to step more into the CEO role than like doing everything role, right? And so it felt like a really fun thing for me to hire my mom as the integrator. It's super fun that she gets kind of an inside look at my business. And I just, it was like a huge, like, I guess reinforcement for me. Like I'm on the right track. This is what I want to do. And one of the things that I mentioned on an earlier podcast episode when I said, get, I was like, I think it was the getting personal episode was that I identify as an entrepreneur more than I identify as a coach. Coaching is a skill set, and I love it. And I will probably always do one-on-one coaching, but that umbrella identity is the entrepreneur. And so hiring someone felt like very in alignment to me because I'm the entrepreneur in my business. I'm not just the coach. Coach is one role that I play and it allowed me to build what I, I've been talking about with a lot of people is the micro economy. And the micro economy to me means I can hire people, I can spend money on products and services that I care about. I can, you know, I make money and then I get to spread it on ideas and concepts and businesses and people that I love and people that I, you know, value. And my mom was one of the people, but I also got to, you know, hire my friend to build the dream catchers that I sent to the diamond members. Um, I hired someone else to do branding for me. I mean, it's just like so fun to put my money in places that I care about. And so, sorry, that was a huge tangent from telling you about my meeting with the integrator, but, um, I think it's relevant. And so, because it feels like a really important part of my week is to meet with my integrator, my mom, um, on things that matter behind the scenes. It's stuff that you might not see, but for the internal workings of a company, I think it's really important to have both, you know, skill sets. Um, and I, and like I said, the book rocket fuel will really, really help you. Um, for a lot of people, they just hire a VA. And I think that that's a really good step in the direction, especially if you have plans to, to scale or to grow your business beyond one-on-one coaching. I think it's a really important thing to think through is who you're going to hire. Um, and so for me, that happens every week as well. So to kind of tie it back to the weekly, weekly focus, since we are talking about weekly and daily, you know, protocols. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is what I do on Sundays. So I do, I go like Sundays are, I don't work. Um, I might be on social media, but I don't know if, if you consider that work. It depends on who you are, I guess. I'm on social media. I don't, I'm not on there all day. I don't, post I don't even make a commitment to post every day on Sunday but um I'm on there sometimes you might see me but for Sundays I really take it as a rest day I go to church with my family and I do have this hour um that pops up on my calendar just to remind me it says beautiful week blueprint and I just take an hour to visualize and think through what's coming up this week I look at my calendar and see if there's anything that I need to prepare for I also kind of, it's kind of like Monday hour one, if you're familiar with that model from the life coach school, where I just write down things that I need to put into my digital calendar. I just use Google. I like the Google calendar for pretty much my whole life (laughs) and acuity for my clients, which syncs to my Google calendar. And I just make sure everything that for sure has to get done is in digital form so that it, you know, pings my iPhone or whatever, pings my Mac so that I can see that I need to get it done. Um, but the other thing that I really like Sundays for is just really setting the intention for the week. I don't make this rigid. That's the other thing that does not work for me is if there's rules, I tend to resist it. And so, like I said, I get this like alert on my calendar. Hey, beautiful week blueprint. Um, it just pops up and I get to choose when I do it. Just a reminder to do it at some point during the day. And it really just helps me kind of get focused, um, 
and just be aware of what's coming up. And so that's pretty much it. And you might not be mind blown by anything that I said. And that's kind of the point. I love what I do. I love my life. I love my routines. I love my daily and weekly stuff. And it might seem really simple and I'm good with that. And like I encourage you to do at the beginning of this episode, what are you going to take away? Is there anything that you know, struck you, or maybe you're like, oh, like there's no secret. Like, I feel like that is the secret, right? There is no secret. It's just getting stuff done. And so to kind of tie in some of the previous episodes that I've recorded on this podcast is that that blend of masculine and feminine energy is so important. You probably heard me share it. If you went back and listened, I shared a lot of masculine type energies stuff. I do work in my business Um, I do strategize and I do plan like the UFO was so strategic. You guys, I think I might do a whole episode on the launch and how well it went. I got 21 coaches in there in a few days and I'm super grateful and super excited, but that was super strategic, right? And so just because I'm interested in the feminine energy of receiving and allowing and intuition does not mean there's not a need for a lot of masculine energy in business and in life. And so I hope that was demonstrated you know, a lot of times there is a lot of white space and downtime in my calendar where I am just playing with my kids or I'm sitting on the couch reading and I am more in my feminine energy or I'm journaling, you know, new ideas, but that blend that, that both way of living where I'm embodying the masculine and embodying the feminine in my life and in my business is really important. And so I hope you saw themes of that. And when I shared these protocols, even the word protocol is kind of masculine, but I'm good with that because that's how I feel um, about my week and in my days. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about this episode because it might be so personal. It might be cool. And now I know what Amber does or it might be, oh, I think I'm going to apply that. But I did want to wrap up this episode with this idea of the be do have model of this, everything I shared, right? I talked a lot about what I do, but I think it's really important to remember it's more about who I'm being. Um, My business is super important. And so is like my family is even more important. And so a lot of the things I choose to do are evidence of the person I want to be. That's a whole another episode. But um, because I shared what I do, but it's hard to articulate and demonstrate who I'm being when I do these things, right? When I'm doing the things, it's coming from an identity that I hold. And a lot of that has come from just choosing that over a period of years, right? I've been doing this for years. Um, Part of that is just doing my own work, my private work. There's a quote that Tony Robbins talks about. He's like, people get rewarded in public for things they master in private. And so the things I shared are the things that I've mastered. And I saw this other quote online It was like the people who thrive, the people who are super successful have just committed to the basics. And I really like that reminder that because a lot of what I shared, to be honest, is not mind blowing, right? It's not like this secret thing that I'm doing to make me successful. It is basic. And I I learned this when I played basketball. Um, My mom was a basketball coach, but also my high school basketball coach always would talk about the fundamentals in like the fundamentals in basketball, dribbling, shooting, layups, passing, defense, right? And if you can master the fundamentals, you will win games. And I feel like entrepreneurship in life is the difference. The things that are easy to do are also easy not to do, but the successful people just choose to do them. 
doing the boring work. And one of the things that has really benefited me recently is choosing to find joy and sufficiency outside of my business. And it's okay if my business is boring sometimes. Sometimes my business is super fun. Like launching the UFO was super fun. Um, Thinking through the gold membership in general, having this low ticket opportunity for people to work with me lights me up and it was so fun to think through. And I also know that there's going to be seasons in my business that feel, quote, boring. And I'm okay with that because I get the joy and sufficiency outside of my business. Business is part of that, but it's not everything. And so you're going to see some of the things that I shared on my date, especially the daily stuff, it kind of sounds boring and that's okay. I'm creating success. And so look at, you know, when you're thinking through your own daily and weekly protocols, are you doing things because you need to be intrigued by your business, but it doesn't work? <laughs> like that's like the interesting thing to think about, right? Sometimes the boring work creates the success. And then we change things up because we want to feel alive. We want to feel interested and we want to be excited. But notice if that kind of ruins your business. I've been there. I have done things in my business for sure that I changed because I felt bored. And what I'm realizing is it's the boring work that creates the success. And then everything else is a mental game of like, where can I create sufficiency and peace and excitement and joy outside of business if the boring work is what's creating the results in my business? And that's something that it may or may not um, you know, appeal to you depending on what level of of business you're at in the beginning, everything felt super fun and exciting to me as an entrepreneur. But now that I'm scaling and thinking through things, like a lot of it is just what I would call the grind, not because it's bad, just it's repetitive, but it creates success. Like posting on social media, having calls to action, like recording reels, recording this podcast, right? It's the same action. I sit at my desk with the same microphone with my voice and I say stuff to you, right? Like the same thing every week, but it's, I find joy in it. And I find joy in the simple compounding effort. Um, I had that, I think, wait, I mentioned this on the podcast a while ago, but I had that epiphany while I was doing dishes that I was like, if I can be happy doing dishes, I win the game of life. (laughs) Right. And so I think it's really important to remember that that's a skill set in and of itself is finding joy in those simple little things And then the achievement piece is different. That's like the strategy, the massive action, learning marketing, learning copywriting, all the things that I think are relevant to building a business. But they are two different things, right? So my hope for you is that your daily protocols and your weekly protocols lead to the success you want, but you don't make it responsible for your joy. You do that for yourself by managing your mind, by finding and savoring beautiful miracles during your daily life and really anchoring those in, looking for them, seeking them, and then embracing them because they're happening. It's just, are you tuned in or not? And then the other thing is like, notice is your effort, is your action working to create the achievement that you want? Because those are two different things. And I think that if you are honest with yourself, you can be peace, you can have peace and also not achieve anything. And there's people who that's like their whole mission in life, right? Like they're super peaceful, but they're not like high achievers. And that's beautiful. Just know if that's for you or not. For me, I wanted both and I I pursue actively both. I want to achieve and I want to feel peace. And so this is my way of talking about it, right? I want you to win in business and thrive in your life. That's like my, like I said, like that's my thing. And the daily and weekly protocols are just one piece of it, of course. Like everything else we talked on the podcast is still relevant. But these are the things that I do daily and weekly 
um, to build success, to also enjoy my time with my family, with my husband, with my kids, to have a, an amazing, stimulating intellectual life that I don't make my business responsible for. I do that for myself. Um, to be connected spiritually, to take care of my body, all the things that I mentioned. I hope this was helpful. And I am going to wrap it up. So I will talk to you guys soon in another episode. Bye. Hey, I hope you love today's episode. I wanted to put a shameless plug in for my diamond membership of the coaching matrix. It's where I coach, train, and mentor live every single week for the diamond members. You also get access to the private podcast, the monthly letter, and the vault of my trainings and archive programs. It is an amazing opportunity and experience with me. 12 months of working with me pretty closely every week. And I think it's a really unique opportunity. I'm calling it the year of miracles because I believe that when we work together, we create miracles. And so I want you to check it out. Um, go to thecoachingmatrix.net forward slash diamond to see everything um, and to join us. The 12 month coaching experience starts whenever you're ready. And I would love to see you inside. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.